Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the studio by the one and only, it is comedian Danny Ward. Hello, everyone. He's here. He's back. He's a regular. How did, um, did the microphone pick up the bit of bing noise that the Alexa made then? I don't think I pressed up. Because oh, it's always a nice... Do you know that noise? You what? haven't got an Alexa. The noise the Alexa just made means that you've got a delivery coming today. What? Yeah, it's quite fun, that. Okay. Alexa, what is the notification? One new notification. From Amazon Shopping, a shipment including wireless charger is due to arrive today. Yeah, wireless charger. Wow. <laughs> Living the high life. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? So every time it does that, it goes yellow. You're like, it's like Christmas morning. <laughs> Santa's on his way. Is that why you always order stuff off Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the most... What's the Okay, because we briefly mentioned this last time because you mentioned the bulletproof vest that you bought. Oh, yeah. So you... So, so tell us about why you bought a bulletproof vest. Well, again, I'm not entirely sure what my thinking was at the time. But had you been drinking? Um, I, not not unduly, not unduly. I, I, maybe I just watched an episode of Top Boy. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I'm what happened? Sure. You just went on Amazon then? Yeah. Well, I think um, was it? I want to say at first it was part of the bit of litter picker idea that I've got. Oh yeah, up. yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, is it, is it bulletproof or stab proof? Stab proof. Stab proof. But you can get bulletproof inserts for extra money. And they're basically just sheets of lead. But you, you, you're not you're not worried about... <laughs> not worried about the... Uh, not the so stab. much worried about the... So what was the thought? So why why did you buy it? Under under the heat of the moment here, Mark, I really can't <laughs> quite remember. <laughs> Cause just like, to add to my arsenal of, you know, what happens if. Yeah. I want to be ready. Don't Prepared. I? You know, got the crossbow, as we know. But, well, you know, no one knows. Oh, do they not? No. Okay. Well, I mean, can we, are you allowed to talk about that? Is it legal? It's not unlegal because I bought <laughs> it because I bought it online, didn't I? I bought it from a shop that's you know a, a, fin- a fishing and hunting shop, right? Off online, yeah. You know, in the UK, all fully above board. I mean, it's not on the dark web. I, d- I wouldn't know how to get on the dark web if my life depended on it, Mark. <laughs> and um, they sent me one, didn't they? At the, cause at the beginning of lockdown, I thought, right, I need to defend and fortify the flat just in case. Yeah. Anyone wants me toilet roll. <laughs> so I got a uh, catapult. I got a uh, um, the uh, an axe. That was, <laughs> but that was axe. that was to chop down wood. If I, you know, if I had to go and live <laughs> off the land. This is hilarious. And then I got the crossbow and um, a couple of other, you know, defense pieces. But never had the, the, the stab proof vest. So um, so you, yes, yes. finish the set if you like. Oh. It does look good. Have I mean, you put it all on. It, when I've, I put it on, I, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> 
I feel like we should get a, a photo for the patrons. I don't see why not. That's so funny. Okay, cool. Well, you're the place to come. If so, if it all kicks off, can I come? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're not going to shoot me with no, it. No, 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 no. Then it needs to be a password. Yeah, it does. What's? Oh, well, don't tell everyone. No, no, exactly. Um, okay, that's cool. So, uh, are you allowed that you're going to incorporate the, that? Cause, I mean, that's such a funny thing that you did. <laughs> Is, I, on, I do talk about it on stage behind the crossbow, oh, okay. and that always gets a laugh. Yeah. And I said, because you know I did a test firing underneath the sofa oh, you did, yeah. that you're sitting on. Sorry to burst the illusion of us being in a studio. You might want to cut that out if you want to <laughs> keep up appearances. <laughs> but to, under, I, did, I did a test firing underneath that through a couple of boxes, and it went through both boxes into the skirting board, this, this wow. crossbow arrow. So I've never... I, decommissioned it and put it in the cupboard <laughs> and never touched it. it. <laughs> Too scared of it. Too scared of it. Um, okay, cool. And uh, briefly... How can that be legal to buy? I, I honestly I mean, that is absolutely... Given that you can't buy more than eight paracetamol at once, but you can go online and buy a crossbow. That is absolutely... I, I'm, not, uh, you, I'm not 100% sure it is legal. <laughs> so. oh, I, I mean, it's certainly not legal to take out and about. No, no, obviously. That's no. the thing, you know, but if you're on private land hunting grouse, for example, perhaps it is. Yeah. But but the only thing but about I mean, it, if they if they raided your flat well, and found it, you can't you're not gonna argue you can't argue that you're gonna go hunt some grouse around Stratford. No. I mean there's a pigeon. As you said that, there's a pigeon. I'm looking straight at it out the window, but I'm not no, don't panic, I'm not gonna, you know, kill any pigeons. Um it, well not not uh, nor any birds, unless it's a, a pheasant that happens to fly out into my path in front of the Skoda, like what happened in February when I killed the, <laughs> the pheasant. All right, I don't know about this. We've talked thing. about that. February? Yeah, well, recently. I killed the pheasant. And then you took it home? No, I didn't take it home, Mark. No, I mean, I'm... They're big old things, cook it. Yeah, and it, it, it spanked the Skoda. Cause I d it hit the Skoda. I was driving... Oh, I... Oh, mate. Flew off. Well, it didn't fly off. It bounced off. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and then that's the song. so the joke I've been doing recently is well, you know, I hit the hit the pheasant in the Skoda, and I know it's only a pheasant, you know, but it just got me thinking, you know, I mean, what happens if you know it damaged the Skoda? <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, what um, can I just one more thing about the crossbow? Um, yes. What's the one drawback of a crossbow, Mark? That's a joke, isn't it? Oh, no, just, oh, yeah, there we go. There's a joke there. There definitely is. Yeah. Hey, this is it's great. It's got a drawback. It has got a drawback. That's, I, I do that's love incredible. a crossbow, but it has got a yeah, drawback. I, that's incredible. I didn't know that the joke. No, no, no. No, not the joke, but what's the, not the joke, but what's the one drawback of having a... It's quite, so the drawback is it, you, it takes ages to reload. Yeah, you only get one <laughs> shot. You right. only get one shot. But yeah. they accidentally delivered me two, didn't they? Two crossbows? Yeah. So you got two? Well, I got buy one, get one free. That's... <laughs> so I get two shots at the pheasant. <laughs> Um, but, I t but talking about hitting, right? When I was a, when I was, I used to work for. When I left uni, I started working for Iceland, just for a very brief period. And it was between, if you're like, if you, if it's you, a long if commute. you don't like hearing any bad things happen into animals, maybe skip um, forward a couple of it's minutes. It's a long commute. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, I w I, whenever I, I used to have to go to Iceland at about half four in the morning because I used to do the early shift of getting the deliveries and putting them on the shelves and all that. And going along the country roads, there'd be so many rabbits on the road every day, you couldn't help but keep hitting them. You couldn't do it. It would be impossible to manoeuvre. So, so you just go along. It was, it was horrible. Just rabbits everywhere. Did you know that happens? How many do you reckon you hit on an, on an average I mean, shift? I mean, honestly, my... 
um, registration plate was covered in blood. Yeah. It was disgusting. It's hard to get off that. Blood <laughs> we might. Have, I think I might plates. have to cut that bit. It's not very nice. Well, I mean, listen, you didn't. You weren't going out maliciously attacking rabbits, Mark. They've got plenty of fields in Kent to be in. They don't have to be on the road. But I will tell you where I am going to be going out in uh, from September. And Danny, you're coming with me. Um, the Crip off, the Crip off the Mark tour is coming to a theatre near you. I am coming to Barton on Humber, Leeds, Norwich, Chelmsford, Bristol, Chorley, Banbury, Brighton, Oxford, Burnham on Sea, Bridport, Chelmsford, Sale, Maidstone, Cambridge, Birmingham, Guildford, London, Derby, Leicester, Carlisle, Liverpool, and Cardiff. Tickets available at marksimmons.co.uk. Love to see you there. So I reckon. Amazing list of dates. Well, we need to get cracking with the episode. Um, uh, The guest is Windsor. Um, uh, he's been doing comedy, I think he said, 25 years I'd say it must now. be at least two and a half decades. He's very much a go-to compere. He's very proud of being a compere. We talk about that. Um, also, he's one of the very few comedians that goes by one name. Can, oh, can, I thought this is a little competition, Danny. Can you name the others? So, I, I haven't thought about this, so we can do it together. Yes. I'm going to go Quincy. Quincy. Ah, oh, wow, really? Damn, damn you. Damn Quincy? You. Oh, Mark, there's loads, surely, isn't there? Kojo. Kojo. <laughs> you might have to cut a few gaps out of this because otherwise it's going to be a bit painful for the audience. Yeah, there was another. There, I, I did think of some more. Um, Doesn't Wilson, Wilson Milton drop the Milton? I don't know. Let's go for that. Um, there's not many. Um, I mean, there's loads of pop stars that do it. Yeah. Prince, Beyonce, Rihanna. It's very popular in WWF wrestling now as well, isn't it? Yeah, to yeah. Drop the, drop the yeah. last names. There's not many, is there? No. Isn't that interesting? But so, yeah, so we've got Windsor. But also, um, well, on so the day I was going to record this, it was before a gig I was doing, and I was going to get Windsor and Russ, but there's a bit of trouble to be able to get adequate space. Um, but Russ ended up coming in on the end, and he made a, a special cameo. So we've got both of them on here today. Talking about jokes and also talking about um, people that have rushed the stage while they've been there. So, um, so it's a cracking episode, Danny. Have you uh, got any like Windsor or Russ Hicks related stories? Well, Russ, funnily enough, was uh, I think he, he did his first. It might have even been his very first gig in the UK with me. One of the very, very first when um, he arrived over here, and we went down to Plymouth. And we did a gig in Plymouth, and I, I was driving, and we were driving up and down in a night. Oh, and wow. And Ru- Russ was closing, and uh, yeah, we had to, uh, then we drove back. Uh, so you asked you, one of the first people to experience Russ Hicks, and yes. it's improv genius. Yes. Oh, cracking. And um, Windsor, last time I saw Windsor, actually, was um, a Ben Elton concert. So really? pre, yeah, pre-Pandy, um, he was <laughs> there He was there watching Ben Elton, I was there, Mike Gunn was there, um, uh, um, Adam Bloom was there as well, oh. so yeah, quite a lot. But quite a lot of us went down to watch. Oh, fascinating! Well, how was that show? Was it good, Ben Elton? Well, you know, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, that's my impression. <laughs> I grew up, you know, I grew up. Uh, it was famously where I decided well, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian watching Ben Elton when I was about oh. twelve oh, years nice. old. Plymouth, no, Plymouth Theatre Royal. Yeah. So um, it was, uh, yeah, quite cool to go to. And actually, I had tickets to go and see him again back in um, December, but got COVID, didn't I? Oh, delivery. Oh, there's another delivery coming in. <laughs> what's, the, what's this one? Well, that one is actually a UV torch. <laughs> Let's just check. Alexa, what's the notification? One new notification. 
from Amazon shopping. A shipment including UV torch is due to arrive today. Yeah, it is a UV torch. And I can tell you about that, or I can do that on the Patreon podcast. But it's it's comedy related. Well, we're we're going to have to leave it for Patreon. So if you want to hear that story, get <laughs> that, signed hey, up there's, Patreon. Hey, there's an incentive. <laughs> if ever this had... If you want <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark, because we've got to get cracking with this episode. Here's Windsor and Ross. Down, 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 down. Um, cool, thanks for doing this last minute, mate. No worries, um, Mark. Nice to be here. Let's let's get well, well it is nice to be here. I'm at your gig. I'm looking forward to it. So I've I've collared you a bit early so we can uh, we can talk jokes. And you got your notepad. Yes, I, have. I, I like to see it old school with a notepad. That's yeah. good. I brought my notepad because I thought you'd be asking about joke writing. Yeah. So yeah. So, so this is your so this is ha- so you how do you what just briefly what's your process of writing okay so um i never do new material nights okay i have two residencies for screaming blue murder one in eastbourne where i've been uh resident compare for 20 nearly 23 years wow okay and one in hemel Hempstead where i've been resident compare for 18 years okay Uh, i'm co-resident in hemel Mm. Uh, do, I share it with Bennett Aaron every other month. Yeah. So I have to go back in front of a regular audience ah, and reinvent myself. Great. And then that is where I work new ideas. Mm. And then if they're good, I take them to the other one. And then if they're good, I speak to Adam Bloom and go, how do I make this better? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great process you've you've built there. Yeah. So... So because they know you, are they quite forgiving? Yes. They know you're doing new stuff. Yeah. I, what I do is I keep a notebook and um, with Hemel, because I do six a year, I'll put 15% of what I do in the clubs on a Friday and Saturday night in yeah. and yeah. keep a notebook and tick everything that I do. Ah. And if I forget something or leave something out, I'll put a circle around it. And yes. then if it's not too topical, I can move it through to the next one. Oh, okay, great idea. Yeah. Okay, so that's oh, brilliant. So, so how, you've been doing that process of all those years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this notepad you got here, when you come, will you, do you just think of ideas? Do you sit down and write, or is it mainly topical stuff you try and? If uh, there's 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 always stuff from the news. There's always topical stuff. Yeah. Um, which I'm not really known for in doing in the clubs. No. Um, but then. I write stuff that's like really silly and then other times I panic <laughs> and I go, that's just not funny. And um, that forces me to improvise more. Right. Which is what I really like doing the most. So I mean, in the moment, you'll, you'll be saying it and you'll, in your head you'll be like, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% in yeah. with this one now. Yeah. So you've yeah. been, okay. So... On the bill with you tonight, comparing is Russell Hicks, and seeing him was a huge, a huge thing for me because it encouraged me to step away from being so scripted. Yeah. Um, and I would say in the last, I mean, I just celebrated twenty-five years of doing stand-up. Congratulations! The weekend before last. Oh wow! But I would say in the since I met Russell in the last, and also since I had brain surgery, which was four and a half years ago. It's just encouraged me to... I was going to talk to you about that because we, I've known you quite a long time now. Yeah. 
and so before you had your surgery and after, and I noticed a difference. It, and, and just in general, when we had chats, you seemed more pro-writing after, like new ideas. You seemed to be more... Yeah. Um, so what, what's, 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 what, what's the reason behind that? I think... Um, okay, so... Before I had brain surgery, which was in January 2018, I, I always viewed myself... I don't know if you like cricket at all, but Jeffrey Boycott... Okay. He's a very defensive player, mm. always playing a straight bat, not worrying about getting the big hits, yeah. just playing those shots again and again. And then when he got a chance, he'd take some runs. And I always felt like that as a compare, <laughs> playing a straight bat, mm. keeping it sound, keeping it solid. The but job. then when I had brain surgery, it all got taken away from me for five months, which is something many comedians can relate to now because of the pandemic. Yeah, and you've been doing it 20 years. Yeah, so... I really missed it and I used to sit on my sofa every Friday or Saturday night and do a 20 like not not go through not go through punchlines not go through sets go through every setup really of my set yeah and then when I came back I just found a huge amount of freedom just a real such a joy for the job we're lucky enough to do oh yeah and it just opened me up yeah wow and you wrote quite a few I remember you take running a few jokes past me yeah about your, your surgery yeah. as well so did you sit down and think well it's just happened it's on your mind yeah I don't I don't really make a conscious effort to sit down and write no I just you just thought you just I think of things yeah and go that's funny do you still do those jokes I there do there, there were three that I told you and two of them I still do okay what's the one that you don't do so, uh, so we don't sort of can I remember it oh uh, no let me look back in my notebook. It's 2018. <laughs> it will be in there somewhere. Give and me can you remember why you would have stopped doing that particular one? Was it because that's quite a... I suppose if you're doing jokes about your your brain surgery, then you, you kind of have to go into it a bit that that's what happened to you. So Yeah, I think the joke was probably... Um, was probably something to do with... It's not exactly brain surgery, is it? Okay. Yeah. I remember it being. A, <laughs> I remember it being a one-liner and thinking it would be more yeah. appropriate to you. And yeah. Me well, telling you. I, I, I vaguely remember them all being fairly one-linery as yeah. gags. Yeah. I don't know. This could take. We ages well, we could work it back now. In fact, we know that's the punchline. Yeah. I mean, you can make more of that. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure you can. Uh, there's a big gap. Okay. There we go. Um, oh yeah. We need to. Uh, we need to give you. Um, we need to give you brain surgery. Yeah, thanks, Doc. I need that like a hole in the head. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That was the one that I That's that great. I don't do. Oh, you don't do that one anymore? No, no I haven't. I, I only did that like once or twice. Really? It, oh, I really. I thought it was so but funny. But it's kind of a quite marked joke. Yeah, I guess yeah. if it doesn't suit you, what you do, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was the. That was one of the three that I didn't do. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of different genres of comedy. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put you in any bracket at no. all. I wouldn't really no. know how to describe you as yeah. a just a comic. Yeah, well, I'm a compere. Yeah, I'm very passionate about. Yeah, it. Yeah, you're proud. Very proud of being a compere. Yeah. So what? Why is that? Wh wh where did that come from? Um, that's how I began. And okay. Well, I used to be a street performer, and then uh, Arabella Churchill, who sadly has died but she 
booked all the acts for Glastonbury. She was watching me on the street. Oh yeah. Um, because me and her husband Haggis. Oh right, yes, yeah. He yeah. he still does the. He still books everything. Yeah, yeah. Runs everything for the circus theatre mm. and cabaret and comedy. Yeah, and. We were at this festival and neither of us were booked to do the festival, so we'd pick up shows at the beginning and the end of the day to make a bit of money. Right. And we worked together and she went, you'd be a really good compare for Glastonbury. Do you hey, want to come and do it? And that's I went, how yeah. you started? Yeah. And I went... That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I expected the the, uh, the tent that I was in to be about 250, 300 people. I got there and like with the flaps up on a sunny <laughs> day with people standing around, you get 2,000. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it. I've yeah. been, I was lucky enough to... Basically, I've played to a full tent twice, yeah, and that sounds really impressive. But it's because I was always on just before someone famous, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's sort of piling in, yeah. But 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 they, you still have to do the job, yeah. When you're there, I saw one of our workmates have to go on straight after John Otway, the the singer, and the tent was just this mad exodus, yeah. And it I've was seen just that. you can look <laughs> if you're doing a set, you can look at who's on before you or who's on after you mm. and you can predict yeah that's you know if you're on after phil nickel yeah 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 yeah. it's not going to be an easy <laughs> gig because they're all going to come and watch phil <laughs> but if you're on before phil like you yeah yeah the tent's going to be filling up which yeah, is yeah. great so so do you not like doing sets i don't mind doing sets yeah i it's a hangover from being a street performer because when you do street there's nothing there's nothing. I didn't know you were a street performer. Yeah, yeah, I did ten years of that before this. What did you do in your street performing? I used to do a lot of physical comedy, um, okay. uh, following and blocking people, and then I used to light three fire torches and do a basic juggling pattern. And so I give you a choice: either you can see a series of standard juggling tricks with fire, or I'll tell you my emotional problems. <laughs> and invariably, they <laughs> voted for the emotional problems, which meant I could blow the fire torches out, oh. and then I'd line a better nail. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Quite, yeah. quite. But when you do street, there's no atmosphere. There's nothing. There's it's just empty. Yeah. And so that's comparing a show is as close as I can get uh, to comparing that. Comparing Glastonbury as well because it starts empty, and it's your job to yeah. take the bullet and gradually try and entice people yeah. to come. And oh, wow, that's yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Have you got any jokes? So going back to your notepad, have you got any jokes over the years that you've kind of that didn't really work, but you kind of annoyed that didn't anything that you can remember um i don't know there's i i have um what i consider to be a grade material b grade material c grade material okay. and non-stars <laughs> okay yeah. cool yeah so there are certain um certain jokes that it would be rare for me to do on a saturday but, but i might yeah. um one that springs to mind up. is um you know um talking to the audience about what kind of music they're in and saying to the oldest bloke at the front, um, I bet you're into bungalow music. <laughs> you know bungalow music? It's like house music when you're too old to get up the stairs. It's quite a, it's not a great joke, but it's, it's one of those ones that I'd put in the C grade right. area. So that's C grade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and what was below C grade? Did you uh, have just, just, just disastrous, yeah. Can you remember any absolute uh, yeah, shit I could, shows? I could find something quickly. Something that doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah. We've all written them. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, my cat um, keeps being sick all over the house, and uh, I've given it three verbal warnings. <laughs> that's not non-starter. That's really funny. <laughs> but it. but that's not you. It's not me. That's it. That's, that's what it is. 
I, I honestly please think, have it I think with love so from me to you <laughs> yeah. verbal warnings three verbal warnings that's a, I think that's great well it could even be because fir- so so because uh, a, fir- a, fir- a verbal is the cat is like going to be sick but he isn't sick so the cat keeps pretending or keeps acting yeah. like he's going to be sick yeah. I'll give him three verbal warnings yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean that's very much my. Do it tonight. That's really see what happens. Uh, I bet you're smashing it, and you throw that in after 20 minutes, and they will just be, stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, so that's so that's a non-starter because that's okay. So it's a non-starter because you doing it on stage, it probably won't work. But as a yeah. joke, it still makes per. That's a good solid joke. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. So have you got any more like that oh, down in your, your notepad? Because that's not even, that's not topical. So would you have tried that at your comparing? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just go through your notepad. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's good because I knew that you would ask me about, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, me and the wife keep chickens. Well, we used to keep chickens. Now we just keep a really fat fox. <laughs> These are all things that I could never imagine saying in a, in a proper no, club on a Friday or Saturday funny, night. But you, you, that's a very specific type of comedy. So that's very much coming from you. Yeah. But doesn't match what you do. That's yeah. interesting. Like, if in a different scenario, you might have been a completely different comic if you didn't start. Yeah. Like, because obviously your brain works in silly gags. Yeah, but it's like. That's what, quite. That's really surreal. Well, that's, that's what I like to do as, as a compare, is I like to touch a load of different genres. Because mm. like running comedy beats and booking comedians, I'm always like, you know, I would be mortified if I put you on the bill with another one-liner. Right. Yeah. Um, it's mm. crucial to me that you know, I mean, tonight we've got, we've got Adam. Yeah, very and you diverse and Russell comedy. Hicks. It's all tastes yeah. and flavors. Mm. Um, but with my own stuff, I kind of I can look at it and go, well, there's a few one-liners there, there's crowd work there, yeah. there's storytelling there, 
there's audience participation there which is different from crowd work yeah um and so how would you maneuver it in so would you because there's two ways of looking at it would you before i come on would you stick a couple of one-liners to try and get their brains in gear or would you say that's you want it you want to do something different so that when i come on it stands out as do for doing what i do i just do what i do yeah i just do what i do um i the closest to what you're asking about is if i was in a club with a particularly nice audience and i look at the room and go i'm not swearing in here and right. then i know i'm going to get a dark comedian on i would deliberately swear before the, they come take on, take the bullet. So take that bullet. I'm a big. I remember in the old days when we used to do um, a big chain of comedy clubs that began with J, and we used to do Christmas shows. <laughs> and I always used to say to the acts in the in the green room before the show, because the audiences were so leery, I'd say, right, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to go out there for ten minutes. They're going to shoot me down. I'm going to fall on the barbed wire, and you lot just run over my body. <laughs> Where necessary, I'm a big believer in the compere taking a bullet. Where yeah, necessary. Yeah. Hopefully not, but yeah. Speaking of compere, Russ is coming, so you might even join us in a minute. Yeah. Um, what, what other ones you got down? What else you got? Oh. Get those glasses on, mate. Get me glasses on. Um, flick back here. Have a look there. Um, t -t 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 um, uh, I'm looking... Um, I'm looking, uh, okay, so um, there's, uh, we just had the uh, the council elections. This uh, this is written down in 2019, but it goes way back further than that. Right. Um, so in, uh, in Northern Ireland, they have two unionist parties. They have the Ulster Unionist Party, the UUP, mm -hmm. known as UP, and the Democratic Unionist Party, the DUP, known as DUP. Well, if I lived in that part of the world, I would feel obliged to create my own little, uh, my own political party and call it the West Antrim Socialist Unionist Party because that would be what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, see, for that, I was like, there. Were, uh, that's an interesting one because I was in my head. I was, I was trying to work it out, but the wor it, words came too quick. But when you delivered it. I didn't even need to listen to what you said. Yeah. That's really funny. West Antrim Socialist Unionist Party. So and unionists can't be socialists. So that, so that came up whenever that when whenever uh, you yeah. saw the article or something. Uh, that came up probably just when I heard was up. Yeah. And I just thought, what can I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Have, you, have you got any recent topical stuff that you've done? Uh, yes. Prince Andrew is a paedophile. <laughs> Can I say that? Or will you, you edit say that? that? Say what you want, mate. Yeah, this isn't going on BBC. You're fine. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, topical, recent. Uh, uh, not topical, just anything that you've... Yeah, I've been asking, and I've, I had been taking this into Friday and Saturday night gigs, but particularly with Eastbourne and Hamill, I've been um, talking about the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Okay, what thing. did you have for that? Uh, just talking to the member of the audience that I've spoken to the most that evening and say, you know, have you ever felt like punching a comedian? Because <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to punch me. Because, uh, yeah. so, is that, so, but you hadn't actually annoyed them? No. No. no, no. But, but um, 
Have you ever had seen it in your 25 years? Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, once, like in year one, a, uh, a, um, a guy got up on the stage and came at me. Really? And uh, I just stepped back and a bouncer, fortunately, this was in a pub in southeast London, a bouncer got up and pulled him off the stage and um, they took him outside and I finished comparing that bit and got an act on and they went, Windsor, Windsor, look out the window. And I looked and I went outside and the guy who'd been up on stage was circled by about 10 police who were linked arm by arm and this guy was just bouncing off really? in the middle of this ring of police. And I said, what's going on? And they went, the guy who jumped up on stage is so drunk that he's pooed himself and none of the police want to be the one that holds him till the van cut in. Oh, really? So they've just stood in a circle so that the smell bounces between them in the circle until the van arrives and they can chuck him in it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Russ. Come here. Yeah. You got beef. You got beef with me. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Come and talk yeah. about it. Let's come and talk it through. We're doing a podcast. Sorry. No, no. So this is Russell Hicks. I'm going to give no, him. No, no, no. Don't, 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 you don't have to leave. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. I just want to say that um, you, you canceled on me. You told no, no, me, no. let's not do the podcast because there's nowhere quiet to record. So I walk in and you're <laughs> recording a podcast. Do you? Do the you, hell is this? Russell, you know me well. Do you actually believe that's what's going on? No, I, I wouldn't want to so, believe okay. it, but no, no, I mean, no. the I eye, argue. who am I supposed I to trust? You are my lion eyes. <laughs> Russ, uh, basically, I wanted to do both of you, and then I messaged Windsor, and he said we, there wasn't anywhere, and he messaged me, like, what was it, two hours ago? Yeah. To say, come, and we could do it before the doors open, yeah. which was too late, because... Yeah, well, I don't want to crash. Go. But I do want to ask you a question, Russ. No, but read the... Read yeah, hi, Mark, oh, yes, happy to do the podcast. Not quite room. Can we do it another time? Mark says, yeah, I was going to do it with Russell, but fuck that guy. I mean, that's what I see. <laughs> I don't know. What it, that's, what, that's how I read it. Russ, we're on the topic at the moment of like the, the Will Smith um, like coming on stage. Yeah. And have you... What's, what, uh, Windsor just told an example of when he got approached on stage by an angry customer. Yeah, so what annoys you, me got, probably annoys you the same, Windsor. I've been attacked five many? times. Actually, five times. Genuinely, I've been attacked. I got... One time it happened three times in one year. Um, really? Yeah, I had, th I had three different occasions to the point that I was actually starting to think like, what am I, what am I doing? Like I must have been doing something. And um, yeah, do you want to know what I think about the Will Smith thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tell me about wh why they attacked you. Well, um, well, I'll just tell you why I think they attacked me. I'm not totally sure. I don't know. I, I must have been doing something imperceptible at the time, but... It's just too much of a coincidence that it happened within <laughs> six months. Once it was these two old guys who just started walking toward the stage. And before they got close, I, like, I just thought they were lost or something. And then I realized they were coming on stage to attack me. The next, yeah. And the other two times it was me. <laughs> and then it was Windsor once. And the second time because I'm very bitter that you're so talented. He actually genuinely put you over earlier, big time. Yeah. Well, usually I just get attacked emotionally, like how Mark, <laughs> like how Mark canceled this podcast on me. It's because you're so sensitive. There's Subtle a good attacks. reason. There's a good reason, Russ. You've already been on the podcast as well. You're you're a friend of the podcast. I mean, you're literally podcasting in the window. <laughs> it's like it's like the opposite of a surprise party. <laughs> so, Russ, what do you think of the Will Smith thing? 
Um, I'm conflicted. I mean, on the, the the actual attack, like just the actual act of violence, I thought, if we're being honest, was a, a perfectly executed piece of <laughs> physical violence. I mean, it's so insane to me. Like, the precision is so... <laughs> so psychopathic like he open-handedly hits him so it's, it's almost like gentlemanly yeah. he walks up like i was telling my girlfriend i was like if i jumped on stage it would have been a mess i would have been that guy who like scrambles on stage and i would have got <laughs> tackled by the bouncers like bef- like before yeah, yeah. i even got close to him because it was so <laughs> obvious what i was going to do the fact that he had the capacity to like walk up and hit him and then i was thinking today of all the things that could happen to a comedian in the last five years someone pulling up a tweet we made like 10 years ago and having our financial life completely destroyed. I'm all for this being the new act of retribution. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll take a punch in the face. <laughs> as long as you could get your career. As a, you know what I mean? I think this is actually, I think it's actually going in a better direction for comedians rather than have our entire livelihood <laughs> decimated and burnt to the ground. Just walk up on stage, kick me in the nuts take a and shot. that's it. Take a shot. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm wide open. <laughs> Let's bring back duels. Um, but I do think, genuinely, you can't deny that then that guy jumps on stage and attacks Dave Chappelle. The, see, this oh, is the yeah. thing. You and I have been attacked, right? Yeah. But I've never, see that, I've never those, had that. Those, those things happen. They happen like... In secrecy, like 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 stand up, you know, we're not that famous, but also they happened at gigs that weren't filmed or something, you know. But now the public is seeing it for the first time, and you can't deny there's copycats. I think it is going to make it happen a little bit, and 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 maybe it'll go away, but it'll it'll always be out there. Like you, yeah. you just can't deny it. it's too it's too um it's too much of a coincidence that that guy jumps on stage after that. Yeah. So do they know why he did it yet? Is it because it like I'm not sure. By... I'm not sure. Saying I've never had that, I have. The other day, I had the first time I've ever really upset a, a, an audience member, totally by accident. So there, I was doing a gig the other night, and there was there was a couple of Romanians in the front row, and I there's a so so they were struggling to get the jokes because it's wordplay, and if it's not your first language. It, it, it can, it, sometimes you just don't really understand what I'm trying to do. So I have a thing. I've done it. 25 times where if this happens and I sort of explain to them why that's happened and then I explain a joke and then they can sort of they 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 sort of get the idea of what's the twist and then sometimes they sort of then can get the rest of the set but 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 because in the explanation everyone was laughing they thought everyone was laughing at them and they just they got really upset and they they were like what did they say I do not enjoy your joke move on now and like that, and it, I should probably shouldn't have done the accent. <laughs> but, but they, and I didn't know what to do because I've never been in that situation because I couldn't just move on because all, cause that, I, as a comic, I know that room is so awkward now. So you have to kind of deal with it. And I, I wanted to sort of make friends, but her friend, her friend got up, stormed out, and then the other one stormed out and they just left this thing. But luckily the audience were sort of with me. But I felt like, I don't know, I felt like. Yeah, I mean. Pfft. Just that, that's just they were they were looking for a reason to explode and i just think uh in that situation yeah they wanted they got up they were looking for a reason to to uh, they weren't enjoying the night and also yeah. just before they went out i said to them you know something i can't remember and they said they said he said i don't really like comedy and well like, then there you go yeah yeah which it totally explains it but i've yeah. never had a walkout before really 
I um, I was doing a gig in uh, in Swansea years ago, and there was this old two old couples like in their seventies at the front, and I was trying to talk to them very early, and I went, so you lady, are you with this guy here? And she went, how could you say that? His wife died six weeks ago and we've just brought him out to try and cheer him up. <laughs> and you <laughs> say that I'm having a thing with him. And they got up and walked <sighs> out. Wow. And I'm like, I, I can't know these things. <laughs> but the worst one, I think, I'm still cross with myself. Like 15 years later, I was doing a Christmas gig in Bow, And um, somebody, th- the backdrop was metal and somebody threw a fork at me. And it just whizzed past me and I heard it clatter and I didn't acknowledge it. And I'm still angry at myself for just yeah. pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. But then the next week I was in Battersea and Sean Mayo came into the act room and I went, how are you doing, Sean? He went, I'm pretty angry because I was just in bow and somebody threw a pound coin at me. And I remember thinking, oh, they throw metal at Sean Mayo as well. I can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean about being upset that you didn't acknowledge it. I think any time that you're on stage and you don't, you you keep something bottled up. Mm. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lesson I had to learn, but that was when it, you know, anything that happens on stage, acknowledge it. Must have been weird to like for the audience as well. Just you just had a a, a thought launched at you and. You just—you almost look quite tough. Mm. <laughs> it's like that doesn't bother you at all. This happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in those moments, you just dig in. It's like when Chris Rock got hit. I could understand his disposition because I've been in that situation. He just stood there because that's what I would do. Because if you attack, have you ever seen that video on YouTube of the '80s comedian? He's a guitar act, and a guy walks up to the stage, and he just takes his guitar and smashes it over his head have you ever seen this clip it's like it's like this the most famous like heckler viral clip and the crowd completely turns on this comedian because this response is way too much so if you become the aggressor on stage Mm. you lose the room and i think credit to rock that he was still in that mindset of like i think all comedians are it's like keep the room keep the room keep it funny But you can't come back from real anger. You can do fake yeah. comedy anger, but real as soon as that, as soon as the audience sense you, you're genuinely annoyed. Yeah, you can't come back from it. I don't think. I don't think you can. I've certainly tried <laughs> because I used to do that. You know, if the room was starting to turn on me a little bit and it was getting really, really rocky, I would show them that I was still being funny by dropping the mask a little bit mm. and then put it back on. You know what I mean? How come we were sitting here having a lovely conversation about writing jokes and Russell turns up and it's all about fights and flying forks. And And you know what? This is a good way for me to exit because I think, if I'm honest, that is probably why they attacked me. I think I give off a general like vibe of aggression. That's from deep, deep in my adolescence. And um, um, yeah. It's my fault, and you're victim before blaming. Before you go, before you go, Russ, have you got any jokes that you've been wor- that haven't worked lately, off the top of your head? Jokes that haven't worked? Yeah, something you've tried that hasn't really landed. I mean, there's so constantly, yeah, there's co- it's constant ideas that. Oh, I can't. Here's, mm, I don't know. This is like, okay, there's this one joke I can't get to work where I talk about like how I live in Burke. Uh, well, I live in a nice <laughs> place now, 
and the gym is really nice. The trainers are in shape. I used to list. I used to live in this place where the gym trainers were out of shape, <laughs> and it used to drive me crazy. These guys, and the joke is basically like, forget about teaching people how to work out. If you could teach people to have your body confidence, <laughs> yeah. you'd shut down the entire fitness industry. <laughs> and it's about the joke is essentially like, dude, teach if everybody were as confident as you are. To look like you just rolled out of a tent in Glastonbury wearing a t-shirt that says personal trainer on it. People wouldn't need to work out anymore. So this is and, and people don't really, it doesn't really work. It kind of like, I think it comes off a bit like being like shamey or something. But like, and, and the way I'm trying to defend it is to say this isn't like body shaming. This is consumer protection. Like the guy used to sit outside smoking cigarettes and he would claim to have knowledge yeah exercise and nutrition and i'm like you look like garbage yeah I but mean, i respect them because you can also give other examples of other jobs or uh, and things where someone doesn't look like they're i, I, mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head see every time i give one of my flaccid absolutely unthought out premises to someone who actually write jokes it almost annoys me how fast <laughs> you made that funny and i've been chiseling away at that thing for a month and in just a second you're like you could just do this I'm like, but that's really funny that's but do you it. think maybe when you go into it because they i think when you go into it you think you're having a go at someone out being out of shape but really it's quite a positive message at the end of the joke isn't it that yeah it is actually yeah so maybe if you go in not as negative about that maybe people because maybe people go oh he's going to be horrible to fat people now yeah and that might get their back up because because i think by the end and of i want to be clear it wasn't so much like he was fat it just was just not, just a general yeah you know but maybe that's his diet but maybe that's why they pills. don't <laughs> but maybe that's why they don't employ people that are out of shape because they could potentially shut down the industry if he's happy you know in I my mean? experience, most of the gyms I went to, they were out of shape. I don't know. But then I was thinking there's a there's a whole market for that. Like, that's the kind of guy you would want to, like, you know, the whole cliche of, like, get your wife a personal trainer or something. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, I lose faith. If it doesn't get a laugh right away, I just I just lose interest in it. <laughs> I like immediate gratification. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a punch in the mouth. That must you must have that with your because I was talking to Windsor was saying earlier that he he works his new stuff in at resident comparing once a month. But if something doesn't work, then that's a long time to wait to then try and rework it. So do you just sort of give up on? Answer that question. I'm going to give this back. I have too much respect for Windsor to crash this podcast. I believe you. I was joking. I love you guys here. I know, man. Russell, you got food there. Why don't you sit and eat it? And if anything springs to mind, <laughs> here we just, go. Just for comedians, isn't it always the gig that you show up at? Um, I feel like I always buy food before the one gig I get to where they go, "Oh, we were going to feed you today." I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> it's always the case. Always the case. Always. Love you too, mate. What a joy to see Russell. I know. I love Russell. He makes me laugh. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, especially how we can't get in and out of buildings. So we could sort of finish up. Have you got any what last bits you'd like to tell uh, yeah, us? Yeah, I'd just like to say Russell is like, I've been doing this a long time and there's only half a dozen people that I have met who can do what? Can I guess them? Yeah, go on. Uh, um, Ross Noble. Correct. Um, uh, Jason Byrne. Correct. Uh, who, uh, oh, who else is great at improv? Oh, I'm, I'm dry. It says something, doesn't it? I'm drying up already. Okay. Yeah, it does say a lot. 
I'll give you the other three that I've really seen do it and respect for. Yeah. Uh, Ninian Benjamin. Oh, yeah, she's a force. Um, Andrew Maxwell. Okay, I've rarely gigged with Andrew Maxwell. so that And uh, Patrick Moynihan. Of course. Of I course. saw Andrew Maxwell yeah. once do 18 minutes on his knees for no reason at all. <laughs> and then say to the audience, I don't know if when I stand up I'm just going to fall over because I may have cut the circulation off in my legs. I don't know. So he I just, just, he, just that. he just did something, ran with it. He just dropped to his knees two minutes in. Yeah, he see, he's a really interesting one because a lot of the times he will do material, mm. banging material. Yeah. But when he's in the mood, when it takes him, he'll just he'll just go off on one. Yeah. Just completely go off on one. And to have that skill in your locker but not be necessarily known for it is just Yeah, yeah. What a skill. What a yeah, skill. Yeah. One of I think one of the finest comics that mm. I've underrated. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. Yeah. Down, 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 down. Down, 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 Windsor and Russell Hicks, hashtag awooga to Windsor, Russell Hicks. There we go. Lovely stuff. Great episode. Uh, any feedback, let us know at Jokes with Mark across all social media. And if you're new to the podcast or you haven't left us a review before, head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whichever one you listen to. Leave us a review. We would love that. Really helps the podcast. Um, if you want to listen to bonus content, head over to patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. Uh, over 100 extra podcasts there, so go check those out. Um, and that's it, I think. Um, anything more from you, Danny? They both sound great. Oh, no, that's that thing we yeah, do yeah, now, yeah, don't yeah, I? They've both got really good uh, voices for, 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 for podcasts, don't they? Oh, uh, what, Windsor and Yeah, Ruff? yeah, yeah. They have, actually. Yeah, yeah, they? really, really, really good, good, yeah. good sound. Good, solid, good I, voices. I've forgotten how we do this. Uh, well, well, we'll see if we remember. Um, anything more from you, Danny? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you? Mark? Nothing more from me, Danny. Hashtag Ooga, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.